This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. Check us out on Dash Radio. On Saturday afternoons, my guy, Wesson Shepard, was supposed to join me today. But the Wi-Fi here in the middle of New Mexico, in the middle of the mountains, isn't so hot. So our Skype feed was just terrible. So I'm going to do a solo pod today. Asked her Twitter questions, and I got a bunch. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Thunder fan. A lot of things going on. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, the Thunder got Paul George for Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis. All of you probably know this already. It's a fantastic trade. It puts the Thunder in a great position. Uh, they're going after more guys. They're trying to contend now, which is super fun when you got to... You know, you have two stars in their prime, and Paul George and Russell Westbrook. You got a guy in Steven Adams, who's an up-and-coming guy, as well as Alex Sabrinas. Uh, you also have uh, Orlando Summer League going on right now. Uh, the kind of buzz right now is that Josh Eustace had a really big day. I haven't watched any of it. I was hiking this morning with my family and uh, did not have phone reception or anything. I found out later that uh, he scored 26 points and looked really good. Guys, if you're not on the Josh Hustis train, get on now. Because this guy, I think he can play. He's never shown me that he can't play. The only reason to believe that, the only reason that, that we're given to think that he can't is that he hasn't. Uh, and it's kind of strange, to be honest. It's a little bit strange that he hasn't gotten a chance when this Thunder has been so desperate for wings. And they continue to give Kyle Singler chances when they have Josh Hustis, who could theoretically be a version of what Jeremy Grant does and maybe even could play more three than Grant can. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. I think the Thunder have to keep him, and I think they need to try to play him, especially if they don't get another power forward. So if they don't get Rudy Gay, or if they don't get Patrick Patterson, or somebody else. I think that you have to hold on to Josh Eustace, and you need to try it. You need to just give him a chance. And if you can put all these wings out there that can switch everything, then you have a team that can compete with almost anybody. And then you also can run big with Adams. So it's this, this team can be really versatile and Josh Eustace really deserves a chance after, I mean, he's been a really good soldier for the thunder all these years. Uh, he took the deal where he was playing in the D league. He need, he got paid like a D league player for a season. Then he came to the thunder and he's just hardly played. And every time he's played like Thunder Twitter blows up because the dude like looks like an NBA player. And then he just vanishes from the rotation and they tried Kyle Singler in the playoffs again and you're just like banging your head against the wall. I don't know what I don't know what the guy's got to do to get on the court. Uh, but I'm hoping that maybe this year is the year. I'm not counting on it, but I'm hoping. So let's get into some Twitter questions. This is from at N underscore mill twenty two. Now that Taj is signed with the Timberwolves and we've traded Domas. Does that mean Cantor is staying? Not necessarily. I think the Thunder would still probably like to get off of his deal and bring in maybe some power fours. I mean, they're trying to get Rudy Gay. 
they're trying right now. And they've, they're probably hoping that he takes like this taxpayer mid-level 5.2 mil and is able to be on the Thunder at least for a year uh, with maybe a player option for a second year. And that that would be the the ideal scenario. Then you can keep Canner and you have a really strong bench and you can start Rudy Gay at the power forward. Uh, but he doesn't do that, then there's potential sign-in trades or there's potential for it to all fall apart. I think if Rudy Gay does, decides that he wants more money, I think it's more likely that a deal for OKC falls apart than it does him come here. So they're, they're going to have to look elsewhere. But uh, I, I think if they... If the right deal came across for Canner, they're not going to hesitate to deal him. Uh, he makes some sense on the Thunder now that they don't have as many bigs, but I also think that this Thunder team would really benefit from not playing two bigs all the time. So uh, we'll see. I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring today's show. You can go to Chicken Express in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa and Dallas and Amarillo. Get yourself some chicken strips. You can get... Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy that's so good their biscuits are great their rolls are great uh there's a lot of stuff you can get at chicken express that is delicious the jalapeno poppers oh i love those jalapeno poppers uh go check out chicken express today make sure you get a sweet tea because it's so delicious and back to the show next question at c kelly zero the northwest division now looks stacked is this worrisome at all playing against all these good players so frequently of course, <laughs> it is. The Western Conference is getting stronger. Paul George to the West uh, for the Thunder, which is great and doesn't hurt them at all, obviously. Uh, basically, you've got LeBron and Giannis and John Wall. Jimmy Butler's in the Western Conference now. I mean, this it's a, it's a problem. I mean, these Eastern Conference teams, I mean, you could see Boston get to 60 games without even trying because i mean you look just look at the east teams there's just no good east teams and you look at the northwest division itself and the it's stacked if gordon hayward decides that he's going to come back to the jazz it's the best division in basketball and it may be the best division in basketball even if he decides to leave uh you could see all all these teams there's a world where all these teams make the playoffs i don't think that happens uh i think you call oklahoma city and the timberwolves a lock I like what the Nuggets did, bringing in Paul Millsap. I think that makes them better today. And especially if there's rumblings of them getting George Hill. If they get George Hill, then they're probably making the playoffs um, if there's not any injuries for them. Uh, The Trailblazers, I I, I like their squad, but they have no way to get any better. Uh, They're already, I think they're $133 million. I mean, that's that's just insane. So I I I don't know what to think about that team. I think they're good. Uh, but they struggle to play solid defense. But they were really great when Nurkic came back or when Nurkic was traded to them. So we'll see about the Trailblazers. Um, but yeah, it's a concern. I mean, the Thunder, I think they'll win 50 games next year. It's going to be hard to win 60 games. Like you, I think teams like Golden State will win 60. I think that San Antonio, just because everybody knows each other so well and you have Greg Popovich and you have this Spurs culture. I think they could win 60 games. It's going to be hard for the Thunder to win 60 games just because I think they're going to have to learn how to play together and we don't even know what other pieces they're going to have. I think they can win 50-55 games. Um, but with the stacked Western Conference, 
I mean, they're just going to kind of cannibalize each other as the Eastern Conference, like the cream of the crop are going to get their wins. You know, the, you can see the Washington Wizards get 56 wins next year uh, just because everybody else is just not going to be any good. Um, but a lot of it hinges on Gordon Hayward. If, if Hayward goes to Boston, then I think that's a really big deal. Uh, and that helps with the balance some. Uh, but you got just Hayward moving to the East, and then you have Jimmy Butler and Paul George moving to the West. Uh, the imbalance just continues. I tweeted that I've been waiting 17 years for the East-West to balance out, and it just hasn't happened. I think a lot of it has to do with ownership and management, but uh, it's still it's still a big problem. Uh, next question from Miss Cooper Loves. What do you make of Zach Lowe's recent hypothetical that Presti could be out if teams blow up if the team blows up next summer? I don't really buy it. I I think that Presti went all in. I think the ownership and everybody in the organization knows what he's doing. You're giving every you're giving Russ every reason to stay. And you're getting him Paul George, you're getting him another run at a Western Conference Finals. Uh and you're giving him a chance to win a title if there's an injury to Golden State. So I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that this is going to like look awful on Sam Presti if it doesn't work, uh, because it's going to ultimately be Westbrook and George's decision. Um, but if you're the Thunder, why in the world would you move on from Sam Presti whenever you're going through a rebuild? I mean, there he's maybe in the top three of of um, GMs that you'd want to have on your team if you're going through a rebuild. I mean, for sure you'd like to keep him. Uh, he's so creative with the cap. He's obviously, I mean, the trades that he's made. And he's going to get killed for the Harden trade for the rest of his career. But if you just look at the trades that he's made since Kevin Durant left, he traded Serge Ibaka for what became Paul George and Jeremy Grant. And then he traded uh, Cameron Payne and got back Doug McDermott. And the now we know for sure the rental of Todd Gibson but those are incredible deals. I mean, who would have thought that they could remake this roster after Durant leaves without giving up a guy like Steven Adams? I mean, that and that's just unreal. Uh, so I don't think that the Thunder would, if this all fell apart, I don't think they would look at him and say, like, man, Sam, you really screwed up. I think they would say, like, Sam, you gave it your best try and that you didn't quite get where you wanted to be. But... It was a he did an amazing job. He's done an amazing job, and he deserves a lot of credit. Uh, but the Harden trade will always be a huge blemish on his record. But this Thunder team is going to be so fun, and he's done a good job. And I would want to keep him to be the guy that helps rebuild this team back to where they were. Uh, and it's I don't know I, I I don't buy it. I'll just say that I'll finish with what I started with is that I don't buy it. Next question from Adam Roberts three four four one. Can you take Corey Joseph and the Raptors to the trade machine? I'd love to. I don't think the Thunder can afford a backup point guard that's making as much as Corey Joseph is. I'm going to do a really good podcasting move and look up what Corey Joseph's contract is. But Corey Joseph, he's a great backup point guard, and the Thunder have had interest in him in the past. But I don't I don't see it happening unless they're able to get a traded player exception for Todd Gibson, and that would take... Uh, the Thunder convincing the Timberwolves to restructure Todd Gibson's deal so that he has three years guaranteed so that he can be uh, signed and traded by the Thunder. I I don't really see it happening, but if they did, you could 
fit Corey Joseph's contract into that traded player exception and bring him in that way. And I think that makes a ton of sense, and I think that helps the Thunder a lot. Uh, I mean, you even I, I heard from people that Samaj Christian wasn't even running point at the end of the game in Summer League. I mean, the dude, he, he tries hard. I'm really glad that he got a contract with the Thunder, but I, I think the Thunder would really benefit from waiving Samaj Christian and going to get somebody off off the scrap heap, get Bino Udry, get Shelvin Mack, get somebody. Like You can get both those guys probably for super cheap, and they can both play. But you have Samaj. Like, what's the, I just don't understand the point of him. I don't get it. Because I don't I don't see it there offensively. Like he's so far away offensively. And his defense is fine. Like he's a bigger guard. Um but I just don't I don't like it. And if you didn't know that I didn't like him, then um you're probably probably the first time you've ever listened to my show. Uh, so Corey Joseph will get seven point four million dollars. Um, no, seven point six million. So easily fit into into that trade exception. So yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense for the Thunder. Um, but th- I think that's the only way the Raptors do it too, because they just want to get off salary, and the Thunder would have to trade somebody back to them. One that would either help them a lot that the Thunder wouldn't want to get rid of. Like they wouldn't do probably a Corey Joseph or a Brinus trade. I think the Thunder are too high on a Brinus and they can control his contract for too long because he comes a restricted free agent after this deal is up. And Corey Joseph doesn't, I think he's got a year left on his deal. So I don't, I don't think the Thunder would do something like that. But I think if they could get him and then maybe just send Chicago second round pick for Corey Joseph and bring him into space, I think that makes a ton of sense. But I'm, other than that, I'm not sure that there's a lot that makes sense for, for OKC. Next question from Mark50C. Can Adams become more productive on offense with George in on this team? If Presley can sign Gay, does he take the power forward spot? So two questions. First one, uh, yeah, Stephen Adams is going to benefit greatly from the presence of Paul George because – he is going to attract so much attention from the defense, as does Russell Westbrook. And that lob play that they would do at least once a game when Kevin Durant was here in OKC, that's back. It's back. And now you have Paul George, who's one of the best spot-up shooters in the league. I think that you're going to see a lot of... I think that you should see... I'm not saying that you're guaranteed to see this. But in my head, I think that you should see more of Russ and Adams pick and roll. Uh, One, because I think that it will be it'll be insanely productive because you have Paul George on the wing, right? to hit a spot up three. Then also I think that you can hit it down to Adams. And if somebody is there at the rim, he could pass it back out to George or pass it out to Abrinas. I think that he's got that in his game. I'd love for Steven Adams to get more of a chance this next season to be more of an offensive player and to get the ball a little bit more. And in turn, I think that'll make him a better defender. Like if you give him 10 touches a game, I think that you're going to see more effort from him on the defensive end. So, yes, I think that he can do it. He's got good hands. He's a good passer. He's got great touch around the rim. I think eventually he could stretch out a little bit uh, to three. Uh, for now, no. But I, th- I think that Steven Adams is kind of maybe the most underrated part of this Thunder team right now. I'm, I'm super high on Steven Adams. Some people are like, well, I see the Thunder as like the fifth best team in the West. And they may end up with that kind of record just because I think it does take time to gel. And if they do bring in multiple new starters, it will take time. Uh, But they're, they're closer to third or second 
tip from me. I still think that if when all said and done, I think this team could be the second best team in the West. Uh, I went a little overboard the other night because I was just so jacked the Thunder shade of Paul George. I think the Cavs are probably still better, uh, but I I wouldn't take any other East team above the Thunder at this point. Uh, so they're just an interesting position, but I think Stephen Adams will benefit greatly, and he's a guy who I think is going to get better uh, because of the spacing and also just because of his age. I mean, the guy's gotten better every season. His last season was a little bit of a disappointment, uh, but I think that he's going to grow as this team does, and it's going to be he's going to be really good. Uh, and I don't know this for sure, but I think probably a part of the pitch to Rudy Gay is that you'll start at the four because the Thunder don't really have any other options. And the thing about Rudy Gay is that he's a guy that can come in and he can start and he can play 30 minutes tonight. Like he's proven that he's that kind of guy. Jeremy Grant has not proven that. Uh, even Doug McDermott has not proven that. So I think that both those guys are more backups than if you can bring in Rudy Gay. Uh, the problem is, like, you're going to have to convince Rudy Gay that he's a floor spacer. And up to this point in his career, he hasn't been able to do that. Um, if you can get him to shoot half of his shots from three, then I think that Rudy Gay will probably benefit greatly from that and end up earning a massive deal. Uh, because if he plays the, the four full-time... And then if he stretches out to three and takes half of his shots from three, that's great. But the problem is that he took 24% of his shots from three last season. And that was a career high, I believe, um, for his percentage of shots. So I just don't I don't see that happening. Um, I think that he still would rather operate out of the post, which is not ideal. But if they can convince him, just, hey, man, park in the corner, and we're going to get you your shots. You're going to be able to get shots up. And you're going to increase your three-point percentage. You're going to look really good. And then we're going to thank you for your service. And you can go on next summer and get a massive deal from Sacramento. Or not Sacramento. He's not going to Sacramento. You can get a massive deal from Brooklyn. Or you can get a massive deal from, oh, whoever. Whoever needs a power forward at that time. Or come back to the Thunder and we'll pay you because we're willing to pay the luxury tax as a team that's contending. So I think that the Rudy Gay deal makes a lot of sense Um if he's a power forward and if he's not willing to take on that role then i think six man is the role for him if he still wants to operate out of the mid post uh get a lot of shots shots up around the bucket i think that he's more of a six man and i don't think he fits that well with with the starting lineup so it, it all depends on him and if he even comes here so i think if he does come here for the taxpayer mid-level at 5.2 i think that that's a good sign that he's willing to kind of do whatever to for this team to win Next question from Jared KW13. Nuggets have a lot of fours on their roster after signing Paul Millsap. Any of them intriguing options for the Thunder? I had a few people ask this question. Uh, I don't, I don't know that any of these guys really fit the Thunder. I mean, I think the guy they would love to move is Kenneth Fareed. And in this league, Kenneth Fareed is more of a five, more of like a backup five than he is a four because he can't shoot it. And really, I mean, the Thunder, what they're looking for in a backup four is a guy that can switch and a guy that can shoot. And I'm not sure that that guy is on this roster unless you consider a guy like Wilson Chandler, one of those guys, then sure. But I, I still think that they consider him a wing. And they probably want to keep him. Um, you got Darrell Arthur, who I think is good. Um, you have Juan, Juancho Hernan Gomez, who I don't, I don't see them giving him up. Uh, the Thunder would have to include probably the second, their Chicago second round pick and a guy like Abrinas to get him. And I just think that's too much. Um, 
other than that, I don't I don't really see it. Trey Lyles, uh, I don't know. He wasn't very good last year. And he's a project. And the Thunder just need someone who can step in now and play. And they do. They have a ton of fours. I think they have six guys that can play the four on their team now. They have Paul Millsap. But I'm not sure that any of them make a ton of sense for OKC. Next question is from Sam underscore Mark underscore Kelly. Do you agree we should clear salary for a good power forward? Think any teams want Canner? Do we need to attach an asset to get him off our books? So the Thunder are in a spot where they're even if they cleared the space from Canner, they're not going to have an, enough to offer somebody else. So I think they would like to get off Canner's deal because I think it helps them with some breathing room. Um, with the luxury tax, but I also I think that they'll get another power forward via trade or as you know, as a free agent. So they're just going to have to either decide that they're okay with being hard capped and give somebody the full mid level like a Rudy Gay or a Patrick Patterson, or they're just going to have to convince somebody to take a little bit less. There's guys like Anthony Tolliver out there who could be had for really cheap, and I don't I don't know how interested they'd be in a guy like Anthony Tolliver, but I think that he makes a lot of sense. In OKC, because he can stretch it out. He's not an awful defender. I mean, he's, he would be a fine kind of like placeholder starter, and you can get Jeremy Grant in the mix. You can bring Doug McDermott in the mix, and you kind of have you know a power forward by committee. I think something like that is a little bit more likely than the Thunder going to get like a Patrick Patterson. I think Rudy Gay is still an option there, but it's going to be up to, to, to Rudy on what, on what he's going to do. Um, do I think that teams are interested in Canner? I don't think that very many teams are. I, I don't think that he's he doesn't have a desirable contract. He doesn't have a desirable game. He's an offensive rebounding scoring machine out of the post, and I just don't know how valuable that is. And teams have those guys. Like they could go probably get Jalil Okafor. They could go get Nick Busevich, who's making less money than Canner. Uh, they can go get Greg Monroe. The Bucks are trying to unload Greg Monroe and made that public. Uh, they can go get him. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I think that Ganner is is good and he's going to be productive for whoever he plays for. But the fact is that the market's saturated with these kind of guys, um, and maybe the Thunder will be more apt to just keep him and be able to play against teams like San Antonio, where they they killed San Antonio with that big lineup and you can go real big if you keep Canner. So if you play San Antonio in the second round, you have Russell Westbrook, Andre Robertson, Paul George, Ennis Canner, and Steven Adams. I mean, that's a, that's a going to be a very productive lineup. And if you're playing against another team that's playing two bigs, or if you're playing like the Timberwolves in the first round, the Timberwolves seem like they're going to play two bigs all the time. And so maybe Canner does help with that i still think they'd like to move on from him but i don't think that you just move him for nothing or move him without much thought behind it so um we'll see i don't know if you can hear the toilet flushing in the background or not but um we're in close quarters here in our cabin uh next question from thunder attic with summer league here and terrence ferguson with no contract is it likely Sam Preston includes his rights in trade talks, maybe in a canter trade. I don't think it's very likely that he's going to be moved. I think the Thunder at this point, you value rookie deals tremendously uh, because you can't, the Thunder, I mean, you're, you're seeing it happen before your very eyes that you cannot bring in productive players on very little salary. It's really hard to do that. And the Thunder may be able to hit a home run, do that with Rudy Gay, 
But other than that, it's going to be tough to to do that. So I think that you have a guy, you're paying him, you know, a couple million bucks, and he could be productive by his third or fourth year on his contract. Well, then you struck gold because now you have a wing that can play and hit threes. You wish that he could play this year. You wish that you had a guy that on a rookie deal that could play this year. They don't have that guy. Uh, he's not playing in summer league. It's weird. Uh, it's super weird. He's not playing summer league. I mean, a lot of guys don't sign their deals and then go play in summer league. But uh, for Ferguson to not do that, it is strange. I don't think that it means he's getting traded, but I do think that it's kind of weird. And um, I'm not sure what the Thunder think about it. And to be honest, the Thunder have bigger things going on than Terrence Ferguson playing in summer league. They just, <laughs> they just do. Maybe he just said he didn't want to play. And you know what? That's okay. Summer league is not that important. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's kind of fun to watch these guys' stats and see what they can do. But Summer League is not that important. So I think that, I mean, the Thunder are very zeroed in on making this team the best it can be. And Terrence Ferguson being on the Summer League roster is is really not, it's maybe like the 50th thing on their checklist. And they probably haven't even thought about it all that much. It's not that big a deal. Um, from at Small Law Addy, Omri Caspi make any sense? He can play stretch four. And isn't a sieve on defense. Yeah, I think it makes some sense, but I just don't know that he can be a guy that can play 30 minutes a night. I think that he's, he and Jeremy Grant, and I mean, he would be a point or a power forward by committee type of guy, too. So you can bring him in, maybe he starts for you, and then you bring in Jeremy Grant, and then you give Doug McDermott a chance at the four. Uh, he'd be a guy that's power forward by committee, kind of like Anthony Tolliver. I can move a little bit better than Anthony Tolliver, but. I also don't like that Armin Caspi doesn't take a ton of shots from three either. He's kind of in the same range as Rudy Gay was. So he'd have to remake his game a little bit as well. Um, I don't love the fit, but I think you can get him for cheap. And if they could, then they, you know, why not? And if you have the roster spot and you have you can give them the minimum, then I think it's worth a shot. Next question from at Mr. Casper's 7. Worst case scenario if Russ and PG leave after next season with nothing in return. So, as a Thunder fan, you're riding high on this Paul George trade, but you also have to consider that maybe none of this works out. I mean, maybe they lose in the second round or even the Western Conference Finals, and Russ and Paul George, you know, at the end of the day, say, you know what, we we really enjoyed <laughs> doing this, but we're going to both go to L.A. I mean, there's a possibility that Paul George is going to try to recruit Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. And like you just can't ignore that. And the thing is that there are just so many tremendous storylines going on this season. So many. And that's one of them. Not one that the Thunder particularly like, but just kind of this crazy storyline. This is going to be a wild ride for a lot of reasons, and that's going to be one of them. So if Russ doesn't sign his extension this summer and Paul George, you know, isn't com- committing at all to the Thunder and is kind of quiet, I mean, that all that stuff is going to start rumbling. So it's possible. But honestly, the Thunder won't be in that awful of a position. I mean, they won't have their draft pick in the next summer because it won't be in the lottery, uh, which does set you back a little bit, uh, but it wouldn't have been that good of a pick anyways. Uh, if they get nothing, then your your team is going to be kind of stripped down a little bit. You're going to move forward with guys like, St- I mean, Steven Adams. I mean, he won't be untouchable. Really, no one will be untouchable at that point. And then maybe you can go get some picks for Adams and you can just start over. Um, the team would probably like to keep Adams, but to be honest, with Victor Oladipo's deal off the books, they're not in that bad of a position. 
Like you look and see, and they could be like a version of what the Nets were, where you just have a, a tremendous amount of cap space and you're able to, you know, go get a guy like D'Angelo Russell for, you know, nothing. And, you know, that's that's helpful whenever you can be a dumping ground for cap space. And that will be more valuable as the years go along. And Sam Presti was one of the first guys to do that. Um, he took on several contracts to get picks. That's how he got Eric Maynard was because they they salary dumped uh, Matt Harprink on the Thunder. And they were able to get Eric Maynard for nothing. And you look back at another trade that he did. He acquired Kurt Thomas along with the 2008 and 2010 first-round pick from the Suns for a second-round pick. I mean, this is a guy who is able to make good trades. And I mentioned it before, he'll always be made fun of for the Harden trade. But he's a guy who's really creative, especially when he's got cap space and he's got picks and he's got pieces and even when he doesn't i mean he's shown in the past year that he can even be creative uh with a roster that doesn't look like it has much of a future i mean you just listen to like most of the people that you would say are smart nba minds and they would say the thunder are stuck the thunder were stuck but now they're not i mean now they're a team that is on the rise and does have potential to be a really great team in the west and does have potential to to fall apart there's disaster potential here but i mean the thunder they're they have planted their foot and they're going in one direction and it's either going to lead to having a great team for a long time or it's going to lead to rebuilding and you know what that's kind of where you'd want to be i mean i don't know about you but i really i love russell westbrook but to kind of ride out his career and be like the sixth seventh seed going forward always losing in the first round never getting over that hump I mean, that's not the best place in the world to be. You want to be competing or you want to be in a, given a chance to compete. And that's what Sam Presti has done. Next question is from Rec Baller. Why is it so quiet on the Dre front? Getting nervous about his money. So, being a Thunder fan, as you know, things are quiet. Things stay quiet until they're not anymore. I mean, things were dead silent until Ramona Shelburne tweeted about the Paul George trade. So I wouldn't really take anything from it. Uh, You're just not going to hear a lot about OKC on Twitter and all that because they keep it tight. And a lot of things that you do hear about the Thunder may not even be true. Um, So I I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think there's a tremendous market out there for him right now. I think that teams that you look at that could be scary would be... Uh, Sacramento, especially if they don't get Otto Porter, which I don't think that they will. I'd be surprised if if um, the Wizards didn't match. And then you look at Atlanta, who suddenly has a ton of cap space because Paul Millsap is gone. And you look at a team like the Nets, who just need players that are good. Uh, I don't think he's a great fit for the Nets, but I think that at this point they're just trying to get talent. Um, so those are the three teams. I think Sacramento probably scares me the most. Uh, but they, if they do get Porter, then they're not going to offer him. And so you could see the 4 for 48 that was offered to him at the beginning of the season. That could be offered again. He might take it. And if there's nothing else out there, the Thunder might even say, let's do 4 for 44. Let's do 4 for 40. And he may not have anything else out there. In which case, he'll probably take it and come back. And that's great. So the Thunder may end up getting a discount on on him. I wouldn't be nervous uh, unless something crazy comes out from Sacramento or the Nets. Or Atlanta, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about it because I think that the Thunder are in a really good spot. 
when it comes to Robertson. You look at Tony Snell's deal. I think that's a comparable deal. They got that, the Thunder would be ecstatic. Uh, next question from at Brittany Shull. Please tell me Nick Collison isn't going anywhere. I'd be surprised if he did. And to be honest, if Kaner is dealt, Nick Collison's kind of an interesting guy as your backup center. I don't think that he was terrible in his minutes last season. Uh, and I know that he wants to play and he thinks he can play still. I mean, it's it's interesting. Give Give Mr. Thunder some minutes. I'm not sure that'll happen, but I think that's at least an interesting option if he's in great shape. Next question from Matt Tyler beats one. What do you make of the media narrative of Indy sent Paul George to OKC to punish him since OKC is such a small market? I think that storyline's a bunch of crap. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a stupid storyline. I don't, I don't agree with it at all. Uh, I think that Indy liked the package coming from Oklahoma City. I think a lot of people disagree with it. And it may end up looking nice. Like if Sabonis ends up developing into the guy that I think he can be, I still think he can be a great player. And maybe, I mean, Victor Oladipo is going to have a chance to be an all-star in the East at this point uh, with the way that the East is. Uh, so if you get an all-star and you get a developing young big, it's not awful. Um, and that media narrative, is it's, it's garbage. It's garbage because this is a this is a good Thunder team, um, so that's an unfair, an unfair narrative that's being created. Uh, thanks for all the questions. I appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, we I will hopefully find a way to not have to do another solo pod on Wednesday. I appreciate you kind of gutting through a solo pod. I don't love doing solo pods. I much prefer to do it with somebody else because I think it's more fun and more interesting. But I appreciate you guys for sending questions and for listening. Uh, if you could send a five star iTunes review if you have time um, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday.